0: We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.
1: Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan.
0: And you're listening to the Prince Kai FanPod. Yep. Hello, welcome to episode 129 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast, where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. Today we will be discussing winter chapters 23 and 24, but first, I actually have a few announcements for everybody. One, there will be a Heartless Musical! which I'm very excited about. You can find the link to it on my Instagram. You can email me and I'll give you all the information you need. It will be hosted in Holiday, Utah on February 5th, 2022. Um, Marissa may or may not be there. She emailed me. She said she's working on it. I already got my tickets. My sister lives like 20 minutes from holiday. So I have already have a place to stay and everything, but the musical is very exciting. And, um, It will be a local production, and I think they said the tickets are going to be like $5 a piece. So if you want any information about that, email me, princekaifampod at gmail.com. Unfortunately, Rebecca Solaire was not able to meet at the time to record our episode together, and she's not sure when she'll be available to do another one, so... There won't be a bonus um, Rebecca Soler Christmas episode for you guys this year, but I am planning on doing a bonus episode with my sister Lindsay for Christmas where we're going to talk about the Christmas movie Princess Switch. Um, And that was voted on, I think on Instagram, we voted on that one. And then lastly, currently we've been doing a biweekly episode format because of scheduling concerns. I did get a lot of people asking to keep the biweekly format instead of going back to um, doing an episode every single week, because it's easier for them to keep up with the episodes and the podcast. I did have a poll on Facebook, Patreon and Instagram, and it was like 90% voted for biweekly. So we will continue with the biweekly schedule of episodes um, until further notice. I might revisit it when we finish winter and see if everybody still likes doing every other week and I think that's it for the millions and millions of announcements I felt like I had today. So when we move on from that, we are actually going to talk about Winter's Chapter 23 and 24, and today I have guests from Book Expectations Podcast if you would like to introduce yourselves for me.
2: Hello. Hi.
1: I'm Isabel. I'm Doris.
2: And I'm Anya. (laughs) Yeah, so our podcast was basically formed – over summer break when COVID first started and we were just talking about books and so we were like hey you know what would be really fun like starting a podcast because a lot of people talk about podcasts jokingly but we actually had something to bond over so um for Doris's birthday we got together and just started recording and then here we are.
1: Yeah I think that like the thing that really bonded all of us together was our love for reading and it was also kind of interesting because we were starting to talk like over the summer like we already know each other from like childhood and all that but like over the summer we just started talking about books and we would go on for hours and hours just like talking about books complaining about like certain characters and like obsessing over ships so it's like kind of interesting to see that and then then our podcast was born I think one main thing was that Anya and Doris, like, they read a lot of books. Like, they've been reading their entire, like, life, basically. And I had just started reading, like, like I guess more so... Uh, like last year and then I was the one that was like hey we talk about books a lot let's just start a podcast like it was an idea like I was actually gonna start a podcast with my other friend we were gonna talk about video games but then she ended up not wanting to do it so I was like oh okay and then I ended up asking Anya and Doris and then yeah that's how the idea came
0: I love that idea it seems like a lot of people got started in podcasts um because of the, the quarantine
1: mm-hmm. yeah during quarantine I've just had a lot more time to read as well and I guess it's just a lot of loose time that we had during quarantine so it was a fun idea to try over that time
0: that sounds very nice
1: yeah, I know that like a reading has become like really popular over like the past couple of months because book talk, like on TikTok, everyone's talking about certain books. So it's like really interesting to see how like new people are like coming into the community.
0: It seems like it's really grown over the yeah. last year or two. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. But I think a lot of it has to do with um, you know, when people were in quarantine, they were alone and had, had nothing to do and they're socially their social calendars were kind of cleared up pretty quickly. So I think a lot of people turned to social media as a way to get back into communicating with other people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it was like really interesting how the pandemic kind of changed everything. Because I will say it was kind of dry in the book community and like friends yes, because absolutely. they they just didn't read and I didn't have anyone to talk to. And mm-hmm. I could just like use like Goodreads and other like social media platforms so i connect with people but i will say that i really like talking to like my friends about books because it's just something that i haven't been able to do for so long because reading just hasn't been popular
0: yeah and that's something that i I value from my patreon so much because we like obviously my podcast is about the lunar chronicles but the patreon has like a discord chat and we talk about so many different books it's crazy like and when we do Zoom chats, we talk about different books. And there's like a different channel on my on my Discord for like other book series and movie series that people like and TV shows. And we're constantly just in there like, I just read this book. It changed my life. Go read it. Like, Or I just read this book and it wasn't great. Don't waste your time. Like, uh, And I think it's great to get to meet people that way and, and make friendships and bonds like that.
2: A lot of my friends that started reading again had been bookworms before and they enjoyed reading. It's just like with school and their other extracurriculars, they didn't have the time to do it and like definitely not have time to discuss it with their friends. So (laughs) like having a podcast, having an opportunity just to talk to people about books, because I'm also in a Discord server that like has a channel for books. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. book of the month and all this. And it's just, like, you get to know other people's perspectives on your favorite books or your least favorite books. And it's just really entertaining. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I really like the sense of, like, how you made a whole community out of your podcast. Like, there's a Patreon, a Discord. Like, that's so interesting. I feel like you're so connected with your listeners.
0: I feel like that, too. (laughs) I get emails from people. I get messages. I get... Um, I actually, my birthday is in a few days, so I've, I've actually gotten a lot of really nice surprise cards in the mail, which has been great. So thank you if you sent me one of those. Um, yeah, it's, it's been great. And honestly, before starting the podcast, I never would have expected it to grow this kind of community. Um, I don't necessarily have a lot of like listeners or followers or downloads or anything like that, but I think that makes it better because the the community that I have, I feel like I know everyone. Even if I just know your Instagram handle, I feel like I do know you. <laughs> Even if all I know yeah. is your name on Instagram and we've only messaged like three or four times, I feel like I still know people and that's been kind of a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what you're currently reading right now.
1: Okay, so I I know that me and Anya have been talking about it, how difficult it is to like read again, because it school started for us. And before in quarantine, we would just like pop out books in an instant, like we could read a book in a day, but like that's not happening anymore. And so it's just kind of difficult to find a book that we actually really, really like and would like to invest our time in. And so I know that I have been like DNFing a lot of books and I'm sure Anya has too. And I'm sure Isabel has too. But recently I read Our Violent Ends by Chloe Gong, like the These Violent Delights duology. And it was like really, really, really good. Like I liked the first book, but the second book just took the whole series into another level. And I really liked how she wrapped everything up. And I would recommend it to like anyone because it's just like, the writing, the world building, it's just next level.
2: Um, so I guess similarly, I've been trying to get into Gilded, which is also by Mercer Meyer, but like the beginning is just a lot of world building, so I haven't really had the time to get into it. But this morning I finished um Bookish and the Beast, which was a pretty cute, like, light It's adorable! I love yeah. that whole
0: series so much. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I didn't actually realize it was a series, because I kind of started it, like, on a whim last night, and so I just read it because it was available, and then I was like, oh, this is, like, part of the Geekerella thing. Like, I did not realize that, so I'll have to read the first two.
0: Yeah, but the last one is my favorite, so it's okay
2: that you read that one.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: Um, for me, I... Wait, oh, yeah, I prefer- have read the first book of that series. It was really cute.
0: Yeah, but it's it's an adorable little series. I highly recommend it. It's by Ashley Posen, if anybody wants to check it out.
1: Okay, uh, for me, I recently just finished reading a memoir called Educated by Tara, Tara Westbrook, or West Westover, not Westbrook, uh, Westover. And it covered a lot of, I guess, like, um, really hard topics, And I highly suggest people to go read or just read any type of memoir because like I recently was reading memoirs for like my English class and I just was blown away because like I, I never realized like I guess a lot of like certain topics have been so hard hitting when I read the when I read it. And I just really loved that book, Educated. Also, um, I know Doris read Glass Castle,
0: so I would suggest
1: that. book yeah. as Yeah, well. oh,
0: Glass Castle was great. I actually read that when I was in um, uh, uh, junior college, so many many years ago. Yeah, that I, I book loved was books. really good.
1: I think Glass Castle was the very first memoir I've ever read, um, and I I just re- I've been wanting to like start reading a lot more memoirs recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say that I had to read The Glass Castle for school, and it was, like, really good. I wasn't expecting it because usually school books are fine for me, but they're not outstanding or, you know, things that, like, stick out. But I did really like it because, I don't know, the whole story in her life is just crazy, and it's hard to believe that was, like, actually happening, so...
0: Yeah, it's interesting for me because when I was reading it, I was kind of blown away by all the stuff she was able to remember because she has memories from when she was like three years old. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember any of that stuff.
1: So, Bethany, what have you been reading recently?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am currently reading Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe by Melissa de la Cruz for a um, bonus episode I am doing with um barely bookish podcast we're gonna do it for our patreon members um and then after that i plan on um like just going to my tbr and trying to figure it out because it's kind of a mess but uh i love holiday stuff so i'm probably gonna read other holiday books like i've been interested in reading let it snow by john green and
1: um we love uh, john green
0: a bunch of other there's other authors on there i don't know um, but I also have a lot of, um, I don't know what the right word is, not demands, maybe a request to read the Court of Thorn and Roses series, so I feel like I should get on that at some point, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, going back to Pride and Prejudice and The Mistletoe, mm-hmm. yeah, we really, really like Pride and Prejudice and, like, Jane Austen and all that Me stuff. Which, yeah, it's just, it's so good, you know, like... If you ever do an episode title. on
0: that one, I volunteer. Oh, okay, for sure. We'll we'll hit yeah. you up. Yay! We did a Patreon bonus episode on Pride and Prejudice, and we covered like Pride and Prejudice and then a bunch of the retellings like Bridget Jones's Diary and the, mm-hmm. the different versions that have been made into films and TV shows and stuff like that. Um, and we just gabbed about Pride and Prejudice for like two hours. It was phenomenal. I loved every second of it.
1: Yeah, usually it's kind of difficult to get into classics because they're so intimidating. But -hmm. like Pride and Prejudice, it just, it hits so different because it's the original enemies to lovers, which is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite tropes. So like, it was perfect for me.
0: I love that. Yeah, I also think that um, Pride and Prejudice has a lot of tropes. Um, Like it has Mm -hmm. the enemies to lovers, right? But it also has like unrequited love.
2: Yeah, and it also
0: has friends to lovers, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so I like that that there's all these different tropes represented in one story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. And I'm just in love with Mr. Darcy. So oh, if that yes, tells anything absolutely. About
0: me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do something that makes me think I host a podcast about it. What do I do? <laughs> do you guys ever oh, have those he? days where you're like, you, like don't know what's going on in your life, so you you just you're like, eh.
1: yeah, basically Could. every day. <laughs> Could we uh, talk about like how we found Marissa Myers? Yes, that was yeah. the next
0: thing we were gonna do. Let's do that.
1: Uh, I'll start <laughs> off first. Um, I remember in elementary school, I specifically remembered like I had met a friend. I was visiting a friend in North Carolina. And she w- she loved Lunar Chronicles so much. Like, she had the entire book series, like, on her... She- I think she had, like, multiple books of each book. I think she had, like, three book like, three cinder books. And, like, she loved it. Her shelf was just full... Just was full... It ha- was, like, full of it. And then I remembered uh, she just told me, she's like, you have to read it, you have to read it. And I was like, I will eventually. I had it on my list. <laughs> and then I didn't read it until probably last year. So, um, but I just remembered, she just kept telling me, you have to read it. I remember, um, and then one of my other friends from elementary school, like, I would always see her holding, like, cinder, and then I remember, like, I remembered I saw, like, the cover for Winter, and then I was like, I'll read it eventually, (laughs) and then I was getting into, like, this drive of, like, reading so many books at a time, and I said, you know what, maybe I'll pick up lunar chronicles like it seems really interesting i read like this like um a preview of it and i was like you know what why not and then i honestly i love the idea of it like i love retellings i think they're so much fun and i love that it was cinderella because i thought it was so- i remembered i also uh read a blog post by marissa Myers, and she wrote how like she would how she came up with like her idea for cinder or like the lunar chronicles and i remember she specifically said that she rewatched ella enchanted so many times and i
0: love that <laughs> i love that i movie. love ella
1: enchanted <laughs> yeah so uh, I, like I think
0: the book of ella enchanted
2: there's a book
0: it's based on a book by gail carson book levine in fourth grade yeah and i like the book better um which I think oh, is it's probably. Oh, it's time for me to read the book then. Uh, the I, book I, is I, amazing, I but, the book. but it, um, I wouldn't expect anything from the movie to be in the book because there's lot, There's literally the names aren't even necessarily the same. of for some characters, there's there's nothing that's the same. So I wouldn't. Really? I would. Yeah, I would just consider it two completely different things.
1: Oh my gosh! No, that movie is my literal childhood. I would watch it every yes. <laughs> week. I was obsessed with Prince Char. Like. I was that kid, so. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go next on how I found Marissa Meyer. So, I love Disney. I'm like that person. My favorite movie is Tangled. And- oh,
0: me too! Really? Oh my gosh, you yeah. I adore Tangled. I have a Tangled painting that I made that sits in my uh, living room.
1: Oh my gosh, we are like, are we new best friends? Like- <laughs> I, think we- I think
0: we're new best friends.
1: Yeah, I am obsessed with, you know, Flynn Rider and, like, all that stuff. But anyway, going back to Marissa Meyer, I just, like, one of my friends was telling me, like, you need to read the Lunar Chronicles. And I was like, okay, okay, I will. And then I forgot about it. (laughs) <laughs> and then I read it, and I told her I was like, "It's really, really good." I'm like reading the entire series, and she's like, "Oh, I only read the first book," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, you, she anyway, needs to read the rest of it. <laughs> I know. And I told her you need to read it because the third book is where it's at. And I was just like telling all of that stuff, and then I kept reading Marissa Meyer books because I really like her writing style. And my personal favorite is Renegades because I think that whole trilogy is just like Chef's Kiss, perfect.
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: yeah and I also really liked heartless and I don't know I just think that like her writing style is so good and it's so easy to get into because so many like fantasy authors like they're beautiful world building but like it's so difficult to like understand it sometimes so I don't know I just like I really 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 like Marissa Meyer
0: I'm super excited for heartless to be a musical like Mm -hmm. I'm a spaz about it. I as soon as I found out it was like 20 minutes from my sister's apartment, I called my sister and I was like, Hey, I'm coming to visit and here's why.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So my Marissa Meyer origin story is a little more boring because it was because of Isabel and Doris. They were like, Anya, you need to read this so we can like talk about it and, you know, cover it on the podcast. And I was like, "Uh, okay, like it's it looks kinda weird. But I had seen it like in school libraries before and like the public library so I like kind of just read it because but then I actually really started getting into it and then I was like oh my god this is so good and then I got renegades and I got heartless and then I got instant karma and now I'm reading gilded so like it's all complete now (laughs) (laughs) yeah I actually remember, like, right
1: as quarantine, like, started, like, the day of, Anya was telling me, she's like, I finally got, um, sender, like, I, you told me to read it so many times, so I got it, but I left it in my locker at school, and now oh, I, I remember, remember oh, Anya telling me. me.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, and I was like, happen. Anya. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no, because I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, but we'll be back in two weeks, like, it's fine, I'll read it then.
0: Um... Did not happen. But, but you have but. two weeks at home where you could have read it.
2: Yeah, Anya, what <laughs> happened?
0: <laughs> I think
2: honestly, the last day was like kind of a mess for me because I'm pretty sure I almost forgot my water. No, I did forget my water bottle and I never got it back. So there's that. Aww. Didn't
1: oh, they have the awful. whole locker so clean up. cleanup?
2: No, well maybe I don't know. They didn't. I, I, went, I didn't pay attention.
1: So You just lost your water bottle.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: um. that's really
1: unfortunate. Yeah, no, I just remember like going home and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, finally two weeks. It's so great. We didn't get any snow days that year. So, you know, perfect for us. And then two weeks became like a really, really long time and I was like miserable, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm all good now. (laughs) I remember in those 2 weeks I like I literally wrote out a list of books that I wanted to read within those 2 weeks and I only read one of those books which was The Great Gatsby but I'm so glad I at least read one book because I think that's what like caused me to start reading a lot more so
0: I go back and forth like there's lots of times where I want to I don't know read the same books over and over and over again and then there's mm-hmm. times where I want to like I'm desperate for like a new story
1: Yeah, Uh, Anya and Isabel make fun of me because I'm obsessed with rereading and they're like, oh my gosh, like, why don't you read something different? I'm like, I have my comfort books. Okay, but you, you, uh, you're a little bit meaner than usual, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I, I have like this, I, it's not even like an issue really. It's just like sometimes I'm like, I get so scared and sad. I'm like, oh my god, I'm never going to read all these great books. Like, if I spend time rereading, then I won't read, like, this one book that I want, and I'll never get to read all the books in the world, which is, like,
0: kind of irrational. It's it's stressful. No, it's stressful. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. Or I feel guilty reading a book I've already read because I'm like, okay, but my TBR pile is out of control.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it really depends, like, on how I'm feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, the good thing
1: about rereading a book is that you get to find like newer details or like new details that you didn't catch on the first time. Yeah, that's that's what's
0: great about the podcast is just finding everything I didn't realize existed.
1: Yeah, that's what that's the the best part about like rereading it. Like you also get to, I guess, see the brilliancy of the author's like writing and like, see, I guess, what the author was really trying to get across or like the small details that like I guess I glossed over because when I'm reading it the first time, I feel like I most not really skim, but I read a bit quicker than like when I would if I read word for word of it. Same. Yeah. No, I need to defend myself really quick. I <laughs> I usually when like, I let read, me say, let me say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I reread with audiobooks because I'm really bad at listening, and so if I read a new book with an audiobook, I feel like I'm going to miss something, so I always reread by listening to audiobooks. That's how I re- oh, reread. I love Thrust. audiobooks
0: for that reason. Yeah. When they're good. And so... Some audiobooks are... They leave a lot to be desired. Some audiobooks yeah.
1: have, like, weird accents, like, the, the person who's trying to talk or is... Reading it has like makes a weird accent, and I'm like, I, I don't think I can finish it because it's well, so like, for like, example,
0: tough. I adore the um Bloodlines and Vampire Academy series. And the first couple of audiobooks, like the first three audiobooks for the Vampire Academy series, I can't, I cannot listen to them, they're <laughs> dreadful. Um, but the mm-hmm. last ones are really, really great, so it just depends on like if I'm rereading that series. I'm not touching the audiobooks for the first three because it's going to ruin it. But when I get past those, I don't mind switching back and forth.
1: Mm -hmm. I remember when I read Maze – like I listened to the audiobook for Maze Runner, and I remember for a specific character, like the speaker would just say that specific character's dialogue in a different accent. I was like, it's not working for me, and I couldn't finish it. It's not working for
0: me. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I – so I went on like a road trip over the summer and I was listening to Frankly in Love. And so there is this major argument, I guess, and it was all in Korean. And so the audiobook just started talking in Korean. And I was like, I, I don't know what's happening. And it wasn't just like a couple lines of dialogue. I think it was like a full page. And so I was like, maybe I'll just look at the book later, because this is not where it's at for me. <laughs>
0: I think that sometimes, you know, makes it difficult when you're in a book. Like, for example, the Lunar Chronicles audiobooks, which are voiced by Rebecca Solaire. She does an amazing job. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no French accent in the books for Scarlet, but she has a very faint one in the audiobooks. I think that was an artistic choice just so Rebecca could help differentiate between different character voices. Um, yeah, I actually I, really like that Scarlett has a slight French accent. For some reason, I think it goes with her sass. So even if I'm reading the book and not listening to it, I still kind of place that accent there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that when I was listening to Crest. And I also think I listened to a little bit of Scarlett, but I didn't get that far into it. So yeah. Oh, I think I listened to Scarlett. I, now that I remember, it, I think I listened to probably half of the book on for Scarlett. I remember I think I remember the the one scene where I think they I think they jumped on the train or something like that or off it. I don't remember. It it had something to do with the train. That's what I remember. And I just vividly remember hearing that one scene.
0: The audiobooks are really good for this one. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some fan art Friday. This first one, I have to say a huge thank you to Becca J Books on Instagram because she made it for me. Because I said I wanted Aww. something from Maha, and then she sent me this. So thank you very much. Um, so this is Maha Kesley. This is Wolf's mother, and I love it so much. I think it's the only art I've ever found of hers. Really?
1: Yeah, I really. Yeah, I really like her expression because it like kind of embodies like how everyone on like, uh, the moon. I fr- I'm so sorry. I forget the name. Luna. <laughs> Luna. Yeah. Uh I it kind of embodies it because Queen Lavana like had such a control over them that she's just mm-hmm. kind of like, Oh, I you know, so I really like how she used an expression and yeah.
2: I wanna say that her handwriting is so neat, like it like everything is just so small but also so neat, and I'm just like, how? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I it's small and it's clearly done in like a what I think would be like pencil, you know? Like it looks like she just grabbed some pencils and went to a piece of paper, which makes it all the more impressive to me.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah, I also like how like she like the clothing and like the coloring because it's all like very like kind of monotone because you know, I don't know like how controlling Levana was and how mm-hmm. I know that I Mrs. Kessley, I'm pretty sure she was, like, kind of in poverty and, like, kind of hungry because, like, they didn't have that much money to, like, buy cl- food and, like, new clothes and all that stuff. So I think that's also, a, like, a very interesting part of how, you know, she drew
0: it. I yeah, guess also definitely ties not to- a glorified image of her by any means. Mm-hmm.
1: It also, like, ties into the idea that, like, um, like Artemisia – is that how you pronounce it? Artemisia?
0: Um I say hey, Artemisia
1: Artemisia that sounds a lot better. <laughs> Artemisia, like how it lost its beauty and like a lot of it's like gone, you know, I remembered like I remember there' was a specific quote, we'll probably talk about it later, but there is a specific quote that I saw in one of the chapters that talked upon like how like the beauty of it is like gone, you know,
0: yeah, I think that happens a lot when you have um when you have societies where that's a Where it's been manipulated and sort of taken advantage of. They're not really, not necessarily that they're not beautiful anymore. Maybe just that they've lost that sparkle. Yeah. So our next fan art is from uh, Tapioca Bay on Pinterest. And it's Jason in what I consider his guard mode based on like his stature and his grumpy face. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love the uniform. I love how simple it is. But you can see the runes on his Um, cufflinks and you can see the shape of the crescent moon on his collar by his neck um i don't well not that i don't like in the books his hair goes into like this teeny tiny little ponytail so i always kind of miss it when it's not (laughs) in the artwork but otherwise i think this artwork is phenomenal
1: yeah no it's beautiful like i love his expression i feel like it embodies his character
0: yeah for sure
2: it's definitely incredibly broody, and he's just like, you know, he's probably looking at Winter, disapproving of something that she's doing.
0: <laughs> just like, oh, Winter. Oh, yeah, that's gonna judging you. What am I going gonna- to do with this girl?
1: Yeah, I also like his outfit. I feel like that's like very interesting. Like it goes along with his character cuz he's supposed to be a guard and all that stuff. And I kind of like how he's just like kind of trying to be all prim and proper, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, I need to be perfect and immaculate and like I don't know, crisp, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that goes with the being a guard in general or being in the military at all. Like you have certain expectations and you have uh regulations that you have to follow. so like my husband for example is in the uh, he's in the United States military. he's in the Air Force and they have um like regulations that they have to follow in terms of their facial hair and their haircuts and their clothing and uh, you they always say like a person is out of regs, If they're not in proper uniform or they don't have like the proper haircut or facial hair or something like that. So I always thought that was interesting to kind of apply that to characters in books.
1: Yeah, I really like seeing how, you know, fan artists like how they try to incorporate so much of the book in their art. Like I know that Mm -hmm. sometimes I like to draw characters and how I view them. So I think it's interesting to see how they view the characters. Because, like, what if they have a s- different skin tone from how you imagine them? Or, like you said, a different haircut. So Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know, for me, one of the things that um, I m- sort of misinterpret, uh, Dr. Erland was never once described as having a mustache. But for some reason, I always pictured him with one. Same. Yeah. I
1: him as I think... Uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the night the night. Yes. Night, the okay, museum. so
0: that's not just me. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly how I imagined him. So, yeah. whenever I see fan art of him and he doesn't have a mustache, I'm like, "Okay, I know he doesn't have a mustache, but like he has a mustache, right?" Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense in my head.
1: Yeah, and he's like this scientist, so I imagined him as like kind of disheveled looking, you know, like, "Oh, he's so into his studies and his experiments," but like he just like, doesn't
0: have time to like practice I don't not good hygiene but like maybe good grooming or something yeah oh
1: my gosh same wavelength
0: <laughs> yet again <laughs> mm-hmm. we might we might be secret besties and you guys just never knew it
1: I know and Ani and Isabel <laughs> I'm so sorry but I guess this is my new calling in life me and Bethany are <laughs> best friends. This
0: from us so yeah. this
1: I'm so sorry it's not you it's me
0: it's not you, it's <laughs> me. There's probably a Taylor Swift song you can listen to if you want to feel better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm you can sure go listen is. to "All Too Well" yeah. Taylor's version.
0: Ten <laughs> Think about me. Oh my gosh! All Too Well ten-minute version has been playing on a loop in my mind for months now. I remembered no, I I,
1: I oh. had a I had mm-hmm. a calculus quiz the other day, and then. Well, not the other veil, it was like a few weeks ago. And then I, the only thing I could think of during that quiz was the 10 minute version, all too well. And then that got me that A for the quiz. So you know what?
0: I thank Taylor for that. Right? That's a good one. Thank you, Tay Tay. I love that.
2: <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, no, like I have like vocab tests every week, and I'm like, mm, this word is so weird. But then I'm like, well, you know, Taylor recently used mame in her story. Also, one of my vocab <laughs> lists had clandestine and August in the same like list, wow. and I was oh so gosh. excited. I learned those words well, so, so I thought it was back. very exciting.
1: Yeah, no, literally folklore and Evermore need a dictionary next to me because my vocab's fine, it's not great. And so, you know, I can't keep up with her sometimes and, like, I need to know the actual definition of the word to, like, fully get the effect of the song. And it's a lot of work sometimes, to be honest, because, like, (laughs) I don't know, tolerate it? Like, oh my gosh, all of the metaphors and all of that is
0: just not okay. (laughs) I could spend my entire life talking about Taylor Swift. So what I will say is um, if you like Taylor Swift, there's a podcast called 13 and it is my favorite thing in the world right now because they break down every single song of Taylor's and they also talk about like Easter eggs and fan theories and it is phenomenal. It's a wonderful podcast. Please go listen to it. The episodes are also like 20 minutes long, so you can buzz through them really quickly.
2: Oh my you gosh. Know what? No, maybe literally. I can I can delete TikTok now if I can get my news and all the debunking from that podcast. Like TikTok solves all <laughs> the like the vault stuff and like all the Easter eggs. I'm like, oh, thanks TikTok.
1: Yeah, no, literally like that thing that she like um the crossword that she kind of put out for the vault track name titles. Yes. I couldn't figure it out. I literally could not, like, even the unscrambling from Fearless Taylor's version could not do it. I'm just not that type of person, you know? And so I just wait for other people to do the work for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I never was good at guessing the easter eggs or the theories or anything so I'm more than happy to let other people do the work and then I can just talk about it after the fact
1: yeah and then, so then I act kind of do yeah and then I act like I found it and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> so then I heard this and I'm like <laughs> like I tell my friends I'm like yeah this is for sure gonna happen on this date because of all of this like things that she hinted to and they're like no. oh my gosh Doris you're so smart and I'm like I know Wait, I remembered like Anya and I were talking about like uh the Red Taylor's version and then Anya like I don't remember what Anya said, but like, Anya like specifically named a timestamp in one of her songs and I was like no, Anya, okay, why do you know
2: that's from Speak Now. It's in Last Kiss at 4:26 oh, okay. when she has the shaky breath like the like that part between the the lines and like cuz I was telling her I was like, "Oh, well, if she re-records it, like technically Like, it's not a good thing for her recording, but it's, like, it's, at this point, so iconic. Like, everyone kind of knows it, and it just, like, shows how sad she was while singing. So, like, the re-recording... I don't
0: know. She breaks my heart, but in, like, the best possible way. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, what I was kind of... I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit worried, because if she does take out the... (gasps) You know, like, I'm, I'm not going to be okay, and I'll be really sad, and I, like, I want to support her, but I'm also, like, it's just, it's so good, and it just encapsulate, uh, enca- encapsulates,
2: encapsulates?
1: Encapsulates? Yeah. Encapsulates. Encaps- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, like, it's so good with her emotions and everything that's going on, and g- genius, yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Greatest lyricist of our time.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Shakespeare can never.
0: So before we make this is Taylor Swift podcast, because I could and I would and that would be (laughs) fine. Um, (laughs) Let's update the book titles from last week and then we can talk about some chapter discussion. So last week, Patreon members voted on chapter titles and chapter and speaking of Taylor Swift, chapter 21 is It's Nice to Have a Friend by Taylor Swift and chapter 22 is I Know Places by Taylor Swift. And Mm -hmm. neither one of those were my choices. I just want to point that out. So I'm not the only one that loves Taylor, as we just learned. But I'm also not the only Patreon member who loves her. So anyways, so chapter 23... Last week we left off with Winter hiding Cress in, and the crew got away in a shuttle leaving Artemisia. And Kai was like, "I didn't see nothing. I didn't say nothing. Like, super, super cool. Not sus at all." Um, and so this chapter, Winter and Jason go back to the docks. They try to find Cress. They confront her, and Winter convinces Jason to try to hide Cress. Um, so this is this is a pretty pretty simple chapter it's literally like just jason and winter rescuing Cress, um but i really love the chapter because we get to see a little bit more of jason and we we don't know him very well yet um but i i love that there's a the there's a part in winter's perspective where she's like he's judging he's brooding jason right now and i'm like there's not another kind of jason like mm-hmm. jason is just <laughs> always brooding that is jason's whole personality winter stop trying to make stop trying to make happy jason happen it's not gonna work
1: <laughs> yeah no we need to accept jason for who he is and it's okay that he's you know uh how can i say this rudy yeah bad boy <laughs> who's trying to look really really uh emotionless except you know winter is really good at making him have a soft side so yeah the act isn't working <laughs>
2: I remembered one of my favorite, like I remember there's a part. It was like it was very subtle. I was like it, it's like oh, not that big deal. But I remember, uh, I think it's like when they, uh, I think it's
1: when they found Cress, and then. I found it here. So Jason said the cameras will be coming on again any minute. It's a miracle they haven't already. And then he finds out that Cress is actually the one who disabled them. And I was like, yes, we love Cress. We love yes. that. Yes. Yes. I, I just love that part. Even though it's so subtle that like I just love, you know, them praising Cress for being so great at what she does.
0: And I love I, I love how much Jason is like, oh, wait a minute. The cameras aren't going to come back on. Like, he corrects himself almost immediately. He's yeah, like, just oh, the cameras aren't going to come back on. Oh, wait a minute. No, they're not. You did that, didn't you? That, yep, it was her. She, She's an amazing hacker. She didn't
2: even have to say anything. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, because he was literally like... Oh, Cress could literally be an assassin. And then Winter was like, what? No, there's no way. And then he's like, well, does she look like she could disable the entire system? That security? is one of he's my still-
0: favorite scenes. I absolutely love yeah. that scene. Does she look like an assassin? Uh, does she look like she's <laughs> capable of disabling our entire maglev system? And then, well, I didn't disable it, technically. No, was like the it's first so- time she talks. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like j- technically I could, but I did not this time.
0: Yeah, right. Like I'm capable of that, but I didn't feel it was necessary.
2: Uh-huh. And like, keep
1: in mind, this is like a five foot, very small, very you know innocent like baby deer eyes, and she's yes. like, <laughs> no, like she's a just cartoon. Like, yeah, she's like, I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're saying, and they're like, we we know that you can literally like hack into anything you ever want. Like, oh, you want to go find this very specific person and mm-hmm. you're going to track everything they do. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also kind of love that Jason, like, realizes who it is. There's, like, a moment where Winter describes her and she's worried that Jason is going to, like, chastise her. And instead he's like, well, what did she look like? Cause that makes me really happy that Jason is like, Jason's still Jason. Don't worry, he's still him. But he does have a moment where he's like, well, if it's if it's one of Cinder slash Selene's people, yeah.
1: No, he has his priorities straight. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that Cress is my favorite character. If you listen to our Lunar Chronicles episodes, subtle plug. Me too yeah (laughs) we just like i could go on for hours and hours on how perfect crest is and like how she just embodies everything good in a character so you know i just really love that like she's really good with computers you know women in stem we love to see it and i just really love that aspect about her and i think it's really it just ties her well with like her whole storyline as well
2: I think it's also just in general really funny because, like, as we knew, like Winter shoved her in a box, and it was like, <laughs> "Stay here." And then later, Winter was like, "Um, so Jason, I really want to look at the paper," and he's like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> and, like he was just willing to do that for her.
0: Yeah, no, Winter. If is- he was willing to do that for her, I think it makes me really happy to know that um, that that's something. That that's something he was willing to help her with, knowing that it could get her in trouble and get her hurt. He was still like, all right, greater, bigger picture here.
1: Yeah, their dynamic is so cute because Winter is just this really sweet, happy-go-lucky girl. And then Mm -hmm. Jason is all like, "Uh, okay, you know, uh, I guess we can do this crazy plan that you want to (laughs) do. Wait, you know that like the thing was like the sunshine and sunshine protector or something like that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? I remember I'd see that all the time on Twitter. I, that just made me think of that their dynamic—just <laughs> sunshine and then him being all like protective of her.
0: That's cute. So what they end up deciding is that they're going to sneak her into the guest quarter or the guard quarters and hide her in Jason's room. And I can't imagine that that's gonna be fun for Cress. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm really glad that they're gonna protect her. But if I were in Cress's perspective, when they were like, we'll hide her with Kai, I would have been like, phew, okay, I can handle chilling with Kai for a few days. We'll take her to the guest quarters and the guard's wait. I'd be like, no, back to Kai. Back to yeah, Kai. I want to go hang out with Kai.
2: Yeah. Cress already, like, isn't the most, I guess, good with people yet because, you know, she's still kind of new to freedom. And so I feel like she would definitely not want to have to hide from people, but also just if someone tried to talk to her, she would probably just freeze up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: she's she's nervous and shy and she doesn't, uh, she's not necessarily big on um, communicating well. She's just not good at it. She doesn't, she doesn't know how to do it because she's never had anybody to talk to.
1: Yeah, and like when Cress was all like, why are you helping me? Like, you're supposed to be on the other side. Like, what are you doing? And then Winter's like, well, no, Jason was like, oh, you know, that's a good question. You know, why are we helping her? And then Winter's like, because it's the right thing to do, right? We're going to protect her, aren't we, Jason? And then Jason's like, uh, I don't know, like, whatever. And then Winter shoves him and's like, right, Jason, we're going to help her, which I think is so funny. <laughs> Because, like, Jason's this big guard and he's so cool and masculine and, oh, I am a, such a big protector person. But it's really Winter that's, like, the leader in that duo. Like, she's the alpha where she can, like, t- make him do anything she wants, to be honest, so.
0: Right. So let's talk about song choices. I picked mine at the last second because... um the one I was going to pick was I Know Places by Taylor Swift, and it was last week that Natalie suggested it for a different chapter. So I chose A Sweeter Place by Selena Gomez, um, which is just about trying to find a sweeter place to hide uh, than, the, than the one that you're currently in. It's not the best, but my original choice got picked and I had to think on the fly. Um, so what did you guys come up with?
1: Uh, we chose "Getaway." Car- it was actually Anya's idea. Uh, we were actually having like, a hard time with like choosing a song because we were like, because I remember when we saw I- when I saw "I Know playlist, I was like, "Oh, that's such a good idea!" And then I was like, "Oh, we can't use it though." <laughs> and then I think Anya was like, "Let's just choose a different Taylor song, of course, because we always have t- we always have Taylor on our mind." So I don't yeah, and
0: then K when they um, K from M and K Talkway podcast when they were on, they were like, you know, you could just do Taylor songs. You don't even have to do other artists you could just pick a Taylor song for every single chapter and I'm like I could if I thought it wouldn't be if I thought it was acceptable from all my listeners and Patreon people I would don't (laughs) touch me
1: (laughs) yeah no literally like me and Anya were discussing and we were like okay so a Taylor song and she's like it doesn't have to be Taylor and I'm like okay but like she has nine albums I'm sure there's some song (laughs) that goes along
2: with oh I'm trapped in space so, like, the thing is, know. like, we think we have good music taste, and like, I'm sure there's like aspects of our music taste that like we would be okay with like actually presenting, but for the most part, at least definitely me, I only really know Taylor songs. Like, yes, I know other lyrics and like other artists, but I know Taylor songs. So <laughs> I was like, um, Getaway Car is kind of a reach, but like, you know, Cress is like escaping. She's. She's in a getaway car with Jason, apparently. So it's like the rest of the song doesn't really apply, but it's kinda like fun, I guess. (laughs) An adventure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, Jason is the getaway car. Like
0: (laughs) (laughs) a reluctant getaway car.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's so funny because, like, also kind of, like, Cinder and the whole crew, they're also in the getaway car with the whole ship and they're just, like, driving away. And I think it's so funny to just, like, see them. They're probably scrambling around. And, like, you know, Taylor knows.
0: <laughs> so what were your quotes for this one? So
1: we are, you know, we're a big fan of, like, kind of, like, stupid, kind of funny ones. So we chose... Winter was fond of paper. She liked the crisp crisp tactile way it crinkled beneath her fingers. You know, quality imagery of paper.
2: <laughs>
1: it's just like
2: yeah. It's interesting. It's very I don't know. I guess it's just cuz like she used paper as an excuse for Cress, but she's like, you know, paper is really wonderful. Paper is expensive. It's, like, such a great import here, and, like, we need to appreciate it more. Yeah, I
1: know, like, that's, like, such a winter thing to say, too. She's just like, yeah, paper, just, like, it's so great. We need to, We need to appreciate the genius of paper. And you know what?
0: Valid. Yeah, very valid. Well, Mm -hmm. in general, we need to appreciate more things in life, right? Like, people just don't – sometimes we take things for – myself included, of course.
1: Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote
0: today. Um, Sometimes we take things for granted. It's very easy to do.
1: Mm Mm-hmm and like genuinely paper is just like so genius like <laughs> like who came up with it to be honest like
2: um some of the
0: first forms of paper can be traced back to the papyrus which was used by ancient egyptians
2: i know that uh there's like i remember i read like the story
1: and i think it was in it was like a chinese story and i remember it, i think it was talking about like the invention of paper it was like back in ancient china too so mhm yeah, I just, like, think it's so funny to see how inventions have come some, such a long way. Because imagine if we were still using, like, wooden slaps and we had to, like, carve words out. Like, that oh would be such gosh. a hassle. Imagine Reading to, like, would a be, be so problem. inconvenient. So.
0: <laughs> imagine trying to write, like, a five, an 800-page book like Winter on nothing but with, – with, like, cuneiform and tablets and clay and stuff. Like, whew, that's a endeavor. It would be such a workout, mm-hmm. just
2: like, oh, we're going somewhere. Let me bring my eight thousand tablets of stone.
0: <laughs> just in case I yeah. get bored, you know.
2: But could you also imagine uh-huh. like such a
0: futuristic
1: story on like wooden slabs or like clay? I just think <laughs> that's so funny to me. Yeah. And like hardcovers are already heavy enough to lug around. But like imagine yeah. just like stone. Like, okay. <laughs> Maybe we should be grateful for, you know, the fact that we have paperbacks and like Kindles and like all of those new technology. So,
0: I mean, I definitely still read physical books, but I also have my Kindle, um, and it does make it easier. Like when I when I was traveling a couple of weeks ago and I was at the airport, it was certainly a lot easier to carry my Kindle um, yeah. than it was to carry like ten books in my bag. So, definitely a lot to be. Um grateful for in terms of like how far technology has come and how it can make things so much easier for us.
1: Mm-hmm. and like my worst fear is if I do lose my Kindle one day, I'm gonna be distraught. I will not be okay, and mm-hmm. you know, don't talk to me if that ever happens because <laughs> like i will I will literally probably cry for at least a day, Aww. if not a week, so. You know. Yeah. I need to find a name for my Kindle. I like naming things. <laughs> yeah, you named your water bottle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I named my water bottle Betty.
0: Oh Yeah. That is so, so fun. I never thought th- I would have never thought to name my my Kindle. I named my car. My car's I named my car Glen Coco.
1: Oh succulent. my gosh, That's so cute. Yeah. Doris also named her succulents. It was like Darcy and Bennett oh yeah yeah <laughs> I made my succulents after Jane Austen characters sadly yes! they have all died because oh. I am not great at um plant care so I had Darcy Bennett Knightley and I'm so sorry mm-hmm. I forget the last one I think one. that was it yeah I think it was that but like my favorite was Bennett because I feel like Bennett just like really <laughs> encapsulates like you know. <gasps> I also so. got a succulent because of Doris, and then I thought it died, but then my mom said, no, it's actually growing, and, like, you need to just cut the leaves around it. I was like, oh, you need to do that. I thought it was dead. Like, oh, you need to do that. <laughs>
0: I was like, oh,
1: you actually need to care for it? I didn't
0: know. <laughs> I thought plants took care of themselves, like, this seems <laughs> like work. <laughs> Yeah, my mom's like,
1: you don't actually have to water it that often. You don't need to care for it. Just get a real succulent. Because I was like, I want to get a fake one because they're pretty. <laughs> my mom was like, no, get a real one. You can learn how to take care of it. And I was like, I thought it died. But it, apparently it's still alive. So it's sort it's of chugging. It's care. It's holding
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no.
1: I have gone to fake succulents. I don't trust myself anymore.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> you don't trust the real stuff anymore it's just I can't I can't be responsible for it sorry
1: yeah and like it's so sad when they do die and I know it's my fault and like (laughs) uh, because they all they all like get really sad like they become kind of like like succulents when they die they become like black and they get like really really shriveled up So so I guess mine isn't dead yeah, no, you'll know Mine's it's very dead. much
0: green. She know when it's dead. It'll look dead. Like, <laughs> It'll look
1: dead. I, I actually didn't, because I remember mine, like, start growing upwards. So I was like, I don't know if they do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. They, like, grow really tall. So <laughs> like, it's also just, like, you need a bigger pot so it can be wider, you know?
1: That's yeah, true. No. I still haven't moved it, so I probably should move it. Yeah. It's also, Doris work, did tell me to name mine, and I still have a name. I remember Doris kept telling me to name mine, and I was like, well, it's dead, so I can't name it. But I found out it, it's not dead, so I, you know, I can still name it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you, just could name it, you could name it even if it's dead. It'll be like a way oh, to honor oh, the thing that right. you killed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, I
1: don't know. I just feel like succulents are just they're so cute you know like I had such small ones and they like had a tiny pot and they were relatively cheap but then I realized that like they only last like the only I can only keep them for like three months at most and so you know what it's okay I accept the fact that I can't take care of plants and I I think I need to like go to cactuses or something you know that way you never have to worry about that I mean, succulents and cactuses, I mean, well, they're not that similar, but, like, I'd say the care for them is not as much as, like, a regular houseplant. Are you saying I'm gonna kill the cactus, too? (laughs) No, no, I'm not not saying that. I'm just saying it's just getting a regular, like, I could never take care of, like, a regular houseplant, or, like, I know my parents, like they have like a vegetable garden. And I'm like, I could never do that. (laughs) I could never take care of them.
0: There's that theory that like it takes 21 days to make a habit. So I wonder if if having to do something every single day instead of every once in a while would actually make it easier to take care of. So like if you had to water a plant every day, you might actually be good at taking care of it because you wouldn't forget you have to do it so often. I mean,
1: if you water a plant every day, wouldn't that be kind of bad for the plant? It depends depends on the plant. Some
0: plants, they need water every day. Some plants need it like once a week.
1: I know succulents need it like once a week or once
2: every other week. That's like two weeks. Okay, but I did that and then I overwatered it and it died. (laughs) No, but there's also like some thing where like when succulents are a baby, you're not even supposed to water them. You just like spray them with water. Oh, really? Okay, but I watched YouTube
1: videos on it, and it says that the <laughs> roots will shrivel up if you do that.
2: Yeah, well, I so. have like a snake plant in my room, and like I literally forgot to water it for like a month, but snake plants are like the most beginning, beginning like of a a gar like a collection of plants, I guess, like literally anyone can raise one, and so I forgot to water it, and it's still alive, so
0: that's pretty cool. That is cool. In other news, um, (laughs) my quote for this chapter (laughs) was checking for cameras was the first sign someone was going against the Queen's wishes. I don't know the right word. I think it's cool how, like, rule-breaky winter is being right now, and Jason's normally not game for it. So when she starts looking around at cameras, he's like, oh, God, what did you do?
1: So, (laughs) yeah,
0: I just really like that quote. I like yeah. how,
1: like, it's talking about how, like, she's breaking the rules, like, and how, like, um, I guess, like, how she's, like, almost getting, like, more comfortable with it, like, by saying it indirectly, almost.
0: Yeah. Well, because I also like when he's, like, you have got to stop collecting these rebels.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I no, thought that so was funny. really funny. <laughs> Yeah, like he's like treating it as like Winter's, like collecting like playing cards. Like she keeps on like, oh, this one has this superpower, you know? That's so cool. I want that one too.
0: When really it's just it's just Scarlet and Crest. She hasn't collected a ton of them, but it's uh, Exactly. You
1: know. No, she's going after Cinder next because Cinder's really, really cool. That's like her goal.
2: <laughs> Cinder is the ultimate collection. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> ultimate collectible is Cinder. Yeah.
2: The rarest I love of Cinder. them all. Cinder is my favorite
1: character.
0: I don't relate to Cinder as much as I do Crest, but I do. I like all the characters. I think I like Scarlet and Crest the best. Scarlet because I wish I could be that, like intimidating, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Crest. Because, yeah, I could like that's where My whole personality is like hopeless romantic. So same,
1: literally. I really like I really like how Cinder's an engineer, just my pipe dream. <laughs> so I just love that about cinder how i just really like the women in stem you know the characters that uh marissa Myers added into this
0: uh, yeah that's like, I agree.
1: like one of my favorite parts of this series uh meanwhile i'm just like cinder's obsessed with thorn and that's something i would do
0: <laughs> You mean crest. cinder cress
1: is cinder's obsessed. Crest, my bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, names, that's, you know? that's understandable because i feel like i'm that way too
1: mm-hmm yeah Literally me with my million of book boyfriends. It's fine.
0: <laughs> no,
2: I like it, though, because, like, the Disney version of Rapunzel is, like, it's great. It's wonderful. I love it very much. But, like, the actual version where, um, like, Flynn Rider, I guess, the equivalent of whatever he is, is, like, supposed to go blind and whatever. So the whole, like, trekking through the desert thing and then Crest being, like, a helpful little birdie I was like that's so cute and then also Cress is just actually the embodiment of like social anxiety so I think that's wonderful yeah and I like
1: how both Cress and Rapunzel they're both cabbages I thought they that was are. very smart
0: yeah also <laughs> so. rampion is a name for lettuce
1: really yeah rampion love- is a type of
0: lettuce Marissa Meyer is so smart oh my gosh I she's a genius
1: She just loves her greens, you know. (laughs) This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books.
0: And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect.
1: Grab your favorite beverage and join our universe.
0: So let's talk about chapter 24. We are back with the crew. They are trying to go through the maglev tunnels and they, they do everything they can to be inconspicuous. Sometimes they split up. Sometimes they backtrack. Sometimes they send empty shuttles to completely different locations to try and throw off their trail. Um, but there's only so much they can do. They can't hide Aiko's blue hair from a camera. They can't hide Cinder's giant metal hand from a camera. There's guards in all of the sectors. Um, and so they're trying to figure out the best way to get to Wolf's parents' home where they're hoping to find um, sanctuary. And I wanted to read just a little paragraph because I think it kind of explains like the the... I don't want to say typical, but it is kind of typical, the stereotypical version of what a palace life is like, like the dystopian trademark for what capital city is like, you know, with like the luxuries and the high ends and things like that versus the sectors where they have practically nothing. Um, and so this is from page 204. The farther they traveled from Artemisia, the more their surroundings changed. It began to feel like they'd stepped into a different world altogether. Judging from how opulent the royal docks were, Cinder had constructed an image in her head of how beautiful all of Luna must be. But it soon became clear that the outer sectors received none of the capital's luxuries. Each platform they passed held new signs of neglect, crumbling stone walls and flickering lights. Graffiti scribbled onto the tunnel wall. Graffiti scribbled onto the tunnel walls spoke of unrest. Um, It kind of reminds me of... Uh, the testing series where um, the outer sectors all had to deal with uh, lack of food, lack of resources, lack of luxuries. They had the same thing in um, the Hunger Games where the further you got from the capital, the less resources you had, the less food you had, the less luxuries you had. The, the, you know in, in the Hunger Games, they were like hunting squirrels just to survive because there was so little food available. So um, I just like that she included the kind of trademark dystopian capital city versus everyone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really like set the scene of oh, this is what their like wolf's life. Blah, blah, wolf's life was like growing up and all that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So I thought
1: it was interesting like to see how that differed from you know all the luxuries that Winter had when she was growing up, or even like Kai down to earth and like all the other characters. So. Like, I feel like this was setting up Wolf's backstory when we already had everyone else's, so.
2: Yeah, so I really liked the whole part where he was kind of, I guess, worrying. He's like, oh, you know, my mom might not even be there, like oh, maybe she has stuff, like, she's probably busy, you know? And he's just, like, nervous to see his mom again. And so the entire time, he's just like, oh, I, I don't know, maybe, who knows? But then at the end of the day, he still just
0: really wants to see her. I also like when we're, you know, when we're walking around, we see kind of what they've been going through. But there's a, a moment with the graffiti that I really like. It's meant to be thought-provoking, and it's... um the one I especially like is, have you seen my son? Especially because Aiko is just like, how the hell would I know if I've seen your son? You didn't give me a name. You didn't give me a description. You didn't give me a last note address. But Cinder's right. It's meant to be thought provoking. It's an indication that the people on Luna are not are not happy. They're not satisfied. They're not being well taken care of.
1: Yeah. And then the next line goes to Aiko frowned looking unprovoked. <laughs> <laughs> So, I really like how, like, it's also just like, it's it's, even though it's really short dialogue, it also shows, like, the two types of personalities, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, the response to that type of question. Yeah, no, Aiko's such a funny character. Like, she's, like, really bring like, comedy, you know? Like, she's the supporting side character who's, like, I don't know, especially because she's a robot, the fact that she's, like, not even trying to be funny. So.
0: But I also, like, forget all the time I forget that she's a robot because mm-hmm. she does and sets things that are just so not robotic. I also did a quick calculation of math, and they've been walking for, like, 19 hours. Wow. <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. I could never – I if I walk for, like, one, I'll be like, I have to go home. <laughs> like, I need my a rest right now. I go on
0: long walks all the time, but I think the longest we've ever done – um was like two or three hours, maybe. Uh, I think the longest we've ever walked without stopping was like seven miles, which would be about two and a half hours. And if I remember correctly, my legs hurt really bad the next day. So <laughs> good on all of them for being able to tough it out.
2: I remember it like, is like modified to be physically superior but the rest of them That's just true. were able <laughs> to do it yeah I just remember
1: every single time like I would visit Anya and Isabel over the summer to like have fun times and we would like walk and it was so hot and I'd always be complaining oh, right. <laughs> and then Isabel would just be like oh door started now like it's gonna be bad <laughs> I'm like yep you know, we were like making a bet on like when I'd start like saying that I wanted to go home. So, uh-huh. oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. cause I, I actually go on walks every day, but not for like an hour. And then I, w- I was like showing them the route I would typically walk. And Doris is like, oh my gosh, you do this every day. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not like I'm really unathletic. It's just that where I'm like, oh, do I need to? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same for me. Like, there's other things I want to do
1: hmm
0: Yeah. If it weren't yeah, like for podcasts reading. and audiobooks, I'd probably never go for runs. Actually, if it weren't for Taylor, I'd definitely never go for a run.
1: Oh my Some gosh, days yeah, my favorite. I need
0: her screaming in my ears. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I could listen I could do like the whole Reputation album on, on a run yes. and it would be perfect. Yes.
1: Literally, me, every single time I go on a run, I always put on Reputation because I need again oh, yeah. zone.
0: So. Especially I did something bad, Are You Ready for It? And yeah. um it's just Look the right what you made vibe. me do. Those are those are running songs if I ever heard them.
2: Uh-huh. No, because they're yeah, perfectly no. like I guess the beat is strong enough that you kind of run to the beat of the song and you're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I need to keep up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also like get really into it where I'm just like, oh my gosh, Taylor went through so much. The like, the least I can do is just really go hard on this run to show up, <laughs> like my
0: emotions. Like when you know? see those things that are like, you have the same amount of hours in the day as Taylor Swift. I'm like, I don't think I do. You no, know, I literally, don't think I do have the same amount. I don't work as hard. <laughs> no, she literally
1: comes out with like a new album so often at this oh point. My where gosh, I'm just right? like, is she okay?
0: Like, does she sleep? Should someone get her, like, a, a coffee and a bubble bath?
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, we need to treat her so well because she's really doing the most out
0: here. Yeah, for real. We could easily make this just a Taylor Swift podcast.
1: Yeah, um, no, we should just, it's like, become one at this point. <laughs> yeah. We were actually thinking of doing, like, a bonus episode on our podcast of just Taylor Swift, so, like... You know, yeah, I feel like if might
0: I reach
1: I reach me, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remembered when we had this idea and we were like, but we talk about Taylor so often now. I feel like once we do an episode on it, we would just be saying the same stuff. But we talk about Taylor way too often.
0: Same, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, um, I've just accepted it. It's a part of my personality and people need to deal with and it. And not
0: one that I'm ashamed of. And I don't like when people try to make me ashamed of it. I'm like, no, leave mm-hmm. me alone. I like what I like.
1: Yeah, no, people are like telling me I need to listen to new music and I'm just like, okay, but like Taylor Swift works for me. Why would I like try something else when I have her,
0: you know? Well, I also feel like for this tangent already, but I also feel like for some reason people don't allow you to have other tastes. They're like, oh, you like Taylor Swift, you should listen to other music. What makes you think that I don't know that other artists exist or that I never listen to anyone else just because I like Taylor Swift? yeah like you know it's the same with books like when I was younger I really liked Harry Potter so people are always like oh you should read another book it's like do you really think I've only ever read Harry Potter yeah and it's like well you like Harry Potter yeah there's this thing where I can like more than one thing at a time it's crazy
1: Mm -hmm. no literally I was talking to like this person I was like yeah I'm really into Taylor Swift and they're like oh like oh you're that type of person you only listen to Taylor Swift I'm like I also like Olivia Rodrigo, but okay. <laughs> Just like another branch of Taylor Swift, basically. Well, because
0: like, like I, I I think I've said this on the podcast before, like, I don't understand why people can't be nice to each other. It has no effect on you.
1: Yeah, literally. My, I like what I like, and I'm okay with that. So. Yeah. No need for judgment. No
0: need I'd for I'd also judgment. say like for It's books. so not necessary.
1: Mm -hmm. I also say like for readers, I say like, oh, I like reading books. They're like, oh, that's all you do every day. I'm like, no, of course I don't spend my entire life reading. Well, and I don't understand why it
0: has to be like that, why you can't have other facets of your personality. They're like, oh, you like to read books, you should watch TV, or oh, you like to watch TV, you should read books. Most people do both.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. do both a lot of the time. And but people are so judgy when I say like I read
0: books and you're like, Oh, so it means you have
1: no life. And I say, No, that's not what that means.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but you, you get the same thing for, for everything, really. Like when yeah. I was a vegetarian, I would get people all the time, they're like, ugh, so you hate people who eat meat. That's not what I said at all. Where did you get that from? <laughs> like, well, you said yeah. you don't eat meat. I also don't eat ketchup, but I don't judge other people for liking it. <laughs>
1: well okay now i'm judging (gasps) i'm judging both of you for not liking ketchup (laughs) i don't like caramel either if you want to keep it going i hate caramel too i get so many people they're
0: like you don't like caramel and i'm like nope don't even like it i can't even ketchup like i don't even like the smell of ketchup
1: really really. okay doris okay i thought you hated tomatoes i do hate tomatoes yeah i love
0: tomatoes i just don't like ketchup
1: Okay, Bethany, we're no longer best friends now. <laughs> That's <so>. alright.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> so, fine. It happens.
1: Yeah, Anya, let me come back to you because apparently Isabel's also. A t- <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I don't feel hey, welcome anymore. I am. <laughs> I know that I Wolf am. likes tomatoes.
0: Well, he, he likes, tomato real likes tomatoes
1: too. Yeah. i know you know it's so cute because i don't like tomato soup because i think it's really bland (laughs) oh i kind of do like tomato soup to be honest So like i like tomato products but i would never eat like cherry tomatoes you know i love cherry
0: tomatoes i could sit there and munch on them like they're candy
2: i know they pop in your mouth and it's so satisfying yes I don't
1: really get people who don't like tomatoes. I just don't get oh, it. Oh my goodness. This is just a hate train apparently. What happened to no judgment?
0: <laughs> Anyways, Luna. Um, so we don't find out if they have tomatoes, right? But we do find out that there is a lot of resources on Luna that they just don't have access to anymore. Some of the resources that they do have is basically rocks. Just rocks. Uh, which mm-hmm. m- reminds me of when Dr. Erlond was like, that giant rock in the sky you're destined to rule. And then they have wood, and that's pretty much it. Everything else they have to recycle. Um, and also, people die of regolith poisoning a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is sad, too.
1: Yeah, but it's like really funny because Wolf was just like talking about how they just use rocks for everything. And then Thorne's just like, what? Your best resources rocks? And then Wolf yeah. is just like, yeah, we have a lot. And I'm like, you yeah, okay. do. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, what it's else are rock. they going to
0: have? It is a, it's just a rock in the sky. There's not a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about, they have um so the Lunar Anthem plays, which is disgusting. Thank you for this work day. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Like, this is some This is disgusting gaslighting right here. It's literally like, the anthem was followed by a pleasant female voice. This workday has ended. Stamp your times and retire to your homes. We hope you enjoyed this workday and look forward to your return tomorrow. Your impression was so good. Oh my gosh.
1: I would stutter so much. You said it so um,
0: smoothly. I taught preschool for several years, so I've gotten very good at reading and doing fun voices. Um, But yeah, it's just, I read that and I was like, oh, that's so gross. Like, that's terrible. I hate it so much. This is
1: like so much dystopian. I need to take a break, you know?
2: (laughs) No, it's like the same vibe as like 1984 level, where it's just like the government is just so manipulative and so controlling. Yeah, public like reports and they're like, look at how great we are. Like, don't you just love the world you're living in?
0: And it's like, no, <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I also want to talk about the fact that there's no windows. So okay, is this because it's too expensive for glass? They don't need it because there's no weather. Or because Lavonna is so terrified that she might pass her reflection in some way or another that she doesn't even allow windows because of the reflective glass. Like, we know they have mm-hmm. non-reflective glass in the capital, but they couldn't possibly afford to do that over the entire uh, country, right? So I don't understand why they don't have windows. I don't know if it's because there's no weather elements, so what do they need to have a window for? Or if it's because of the glass.
2: I think it's I mean, like, it's also... It's also like... I- A lot of times when buildings don't have windows, everyone's like, oh, it's kind of like a prison. Like, it looks so suspicious, I guess. And like, well, but it has window openings.
0: It has windows. There's just no glass in the window. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it does have a window. There's just no glass there. It has the cutout of a window. So I was trying to figure out why there was no glass there.
1: I mean, maybe it's just because they don't have resources. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'll but- say, like, I remember how you were, you read that one section or that one paragraph it was talking about how, like, everything outside of the city or the capital was, like, just so, I guess, like, almost like poverty almost because like Mm -hmm. they I guess they put most of their funding to the capital so like I guess they just neglect any like minimal type of just like even as simple as glass on their windows like they just forget about that anywhere outside because they just don't care I think that's what it is
0: that makes sense that's what I was thinking is that they probably just don't have the resources and they're not going to waste it on outer sectors
1: Yeah, once again, appreciating the little things in life. Like, thank God for glass. (laughs) Quite an interesting invention. Like, it's clear. Mm -hmm. It's crazy.
0: So the people look weary. They're filthy. They're tired. They're exhausted. And all of it reminds Cinder of the graffiti. And she's starting to, maybe not starting to realize, but she's seeing exactly why she needs to be there, exactly why she needs to become princess Celine, why she needs to become queen Celine, and why she needs to save these people um and i think it's really interesting there's a moment where she like adds where she's like i need to add harsh working conditions to my long list of grievances with lavana and it's like it's like she's really starting to take into consideration how dangerous luna how dangerous luna is for all of its citizens yeah Yeah, like in
2: cinder it started out like you know, there is a moon up there ruled by an evil queen. What's it got to do with me? But now she yeah. has, like, actual connections with the people. She's seen it firsthand, and she's like, oh, my goodness, I need to save these people. Exactly. Yeah, and now she's probably,
1: like, dreading the day she actually becomes <laughs> the princess, and now she has to deal with all of the stuff that Lavana has, like, basically thrown at her because, you know... Livana can't take care of anything, apparently. And so she's just like,
0: oh, there goes another She would kill a houseplant.
1: Yeah, yeah. She would
0: think it was beneath her to even take care of a houseplant.
1: She'd probably make someone else take care of it for her.
0: Yeah, probably. And then they'd get fired if it died. She'd kill them. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. She'd be like, you killed my ficus? Execute him immediately. <laughs> Don't give Livana any
1: succulents, apparently. She gives <laughs> me, <them>, like... <laughs> She gives me, like, Queen of Heart vibes.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, well, she kind of gives me, like, anybody bad vibes. I yeah, think. that's true. She, yeah. she, What was that word you guys were using? Encapsulate. She encapsulates a lot of negative tropes that we see with um, rulers in general, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally take any awful dictator in history and just like mash them all together and that's
0: levana yay <laughs> so they walk around and they get eventually they get to a home and it's maha kesley's house and she has a tattoo kind of like uh wolves where it says rm9 it's like to be returned home as, or it reminds Cinder of how people would mark a pet to be returned home if they get lost, um, which is uh, the real thing. At least here in the States, you can tattoo your pet. There's a registry online and you can tattoo your pet and register them. And then if people see the tattoo, um, they can go to the registry and know who the, who the pet belongs to. I learned this a few years ago when I was working at a shelter and we had a dog come in with a tattoo um, that said like "Ne." for Nebraska and then it also had like a bunch of letters and we were like what the hell? And and we looked it up and it was a registry for pets so that they never get lost and I was like, "Oh, I only knew about microchips."
2: Mhm.
1: Um, I mean yeah, like it's... I guess because people like remove microchips, which is weird, you know, because like yeah. they're like, "Oh, I really want this dog. I'm going to just remove the microchip and so no one will know that like I took a dog." But yeah. I guess like cuz
2: tattoo like you can't really get rid of it. So What I was saying before is like it's also really sad because um Wolf smelled his mom's soap, which is like kind of how he brought them finally to the house and like he was willing to have hope for it. And then they like saw his mom and he was like, "Oh my god, this is my mother."
0: And also, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Harry Potter, but it kind of reminded me of Harry Potter, because there's, in the sixth book, um, Harry is constantly, like, reminded of a smell from the burrow, and it turns out that smell is um, something floral from the burrow is what it is, and it turns out that smell is is uh, Ginny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's so interesting, because
1: I know that, like, this might sound, like, obscure, but... I know that, like, whenever I'd go to someone else's house, I'd, like, recognize their home scent. (laughs) And it's the same for, like, my house. Like, I just, like, recognize it. Like, that's for sure a thing. So, like, I don't know. It's, like, kind of interesting. And it's not like it smells, like, bad or, like,
0: No, but everybody definitely has their own smell. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's not, like, their, like, soap smell. It's just, like, they just naturally have a smell. Like, I can't, like, it's so weird (laughs) to think about, but, like, you know... So, I did want to add something about, like, the scene. How, like, specifically on Mercer um, Meyer's writing was that, like, um, I noticed that there's, like, a lot more, like, shorter sentences, I would say. Like, I guess would, like, have more emphasis. I thought that was really interesting because, like, specifically I liked the part where he said, he looked burdened and afraid. He, al- he also looked hopeful. I really liked how it was, like, shortened and then, like, almost had more emphasis on those certain parts. Or, like, the more parts that she wants...
0: I guess, like, more emphasis on... And yeah, because she could have but- said he looked burdened, afraid, and hopeful. But instead, yeah. she was like, he looked burdened and afraid. Those two belong together. But he also looked hopeful. And that is, like, a separate uh, feeling and emotion.
2: Yeah, I really
1: liked, I guess, like, the detachedness there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, at the end of the chapter when they're, like, welcome into Maha's house and all that, she was like, oh, do you guys want some food? I think I might have some crackers. Which is interesting because Maha was described as super, like, skinny and malnourished, I guess, because she didn't have the food. So, uh, one, I think it shows off how selfless she is because she's saying, like, oh, I'll give you some food. And it's also saying, like, I have crackers, but, like, They're just crackers. Like, they're not, like, a full meal, so.
0: Right, like, all I have to offer you is this, is these little tiny crackers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we also, we find out that Wolf's father died four years ago in a factory accident. What I
1: found was interesting about that, like, was that, like, when Wolf heard the news, like, it didn't seem to affect him at that moment. Like he's like it said, like he seemed more surprised to see his mother alive than to learn of his father's death. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Part of
0: it is that like in order to emotionally survive, Wolf probably cut himself off from having an attachment to his parents. Like he wrote them off as I'd never as he'd never see them again. So he kind of let it go. Um, And so now being presented with this opportunity to reconnect with them. One, it was probably terrifying for him. But two, that's an emotion he hasn't tapped into in a while, right? So he gets to the moon. He doesn't want to be hopeful. He doesn't want to be like, okay, I hope my parents are there. I hope they remember me. I hope they're healthy. I hope they want to see me. Instead, he's like trying to lower his expectations so he won't be hurt and he won't be upset. And so when he gets there and finds that his mom is alive, I think part of him is like, okay, I got lucky that my mom is still here. Does that mean my dad isn't?
1: Yeah, and it really shows off, like, how poor the conditions are on Luna because he's not expecting anyone in his family to be alive. So, like, obviously a lot of people are dying, you know, throughout their society. Like, it's not really surprising that, oh, this person's dead. It's just like, oh, I guess, like, at at least someone's alive, you know? Yeah. So...
0: So that's um, the end of this chapter. Maha invites them in and offers them food and shelter. Uh, what were your song choices for this one?
1: Uh, so this one okay it was also this one was also quite hard to choose a song for because like we we're like what well, would be a song we're like oh you see your mother again but you were expecting her to be dead like <laughs> you can't really think of anything like that so um I'm a huge fan of One Direction so we just well I chose a song oh there you are by Zayn and I was like so there's like lyrics there's like there you are there you are you're there with open arms and I was like I feel like that would fit since like she's just so welcoming of them and like mm-hmm. offering them food when they came so like, I feel like it was sort of fitting.
0: I like that one. I also like One Direction. Uh, I, I listen to a Direction. lot of, like, Zane's independent work, but I like One Direction.
1: Yeah. I, my... I think I listen to Harry more than I do Zane, but I still love Zane. Yeah, my favorite's Niall. <laughs> 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 if you wanted to know, you know. Oh, I thought your favorite was Harry. He Okay, I love Harry, but, like... I see TikToks up and they're saying like, oh, I have a Harry tattoo. I went to his concert. I'm obsessed with him. Oh, Who's right. Yeah. One direction. Niall. And that's me. I, I know a lot of people always have like Harry Styles videos and, and then using the song style by Taylor for every like every single <laughs> They use it for every single clip of Harry. And I was like, you know, he has songs, right?
0: Yeah, but he's not Taylor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Harry, but like my what's it choosing called Choosing
0: like
2: during the divorce
1: <laughs> yeah my yeah. choosing oh, mom there. during
0: the
1: divorce <laughs> oh yeah there's a whole like trend on tiktok where it's like it's like um i think it's like a one direction song in style it was like a mashup and they're like if you're yeah, singing the taylor song yeah like if you're singing the taylor song you're you chose a mom during the divorce if you chose the harry song <laughs> then you chose a dad that's and funny then, like, yeah i just think mm-hmm. it's so funny because people in the comments are like right choice the wrong choice <laughs> it's so funny to me
0: yeah. So I chose um, "Mama, I'm Coming Home" by Ozzy Osborne because it's a song about a a young boy returning home to his family and his mother and seeking seeking her love, seeking her approval, and then hoping to be rescued from his tragic life by the love of his mother. Um, so I kind of thought it was perfect for this chapter where where Wolf is returning home to his family and hoping that they'll protect him and his friends from being found by Lavanna and her. For Minions.
1: I remember when I saw the title for that, I was like, oh, that sounds so perfect for this. <laughs> no, I mean, it kind of is. Like, yeah, we were like scouring our minds. We are like, okay, mom songs. What's a mom song? <laughs> the best day? Obviously, that's not going to work, but like the best <laughs>
0: day? <laughs> so, So some of the lyrics, for example, are times have changed and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home.
2: I love. love That's that so yeah. fitting
0: for this. Oh, my God. You took me in and drove me out. You had me hypnotized, lost and found, and turned around by the fire in your eyes. Wow. I could be right. I could be wrong. It hurts so bad, and it's been so long. Mama, I'm coming home. I've seen your face a hundred times. Every day we've been apart. I don't care about the sunshine because, Mama, I'm coming home like it's so perfect for this one uh, because it talks about like being separated for a long time and coming home it talks about like how your mother's love is the only love that can save you it talks about you know he says like i've changed since i've been gone the world has changed since i've been gone but i am coming back and i hope you'll still want me um so yeah i mean i thought this was like the perfect song for it yeah
1: Yeah, that's that's also kind of sad because like wolf is saying like Because Wolf has been through so much, but, like, he's not really... Like, he's a main character, but, like, I feel like he's kind of on the back burner compared to all the other characters. Mm -hmm. But, like, keep in mind, like, he was separated from his parents when he was very, very young. And he probably, like, didn't expect anyone in his family to still be alive. Like, that's why he relied so heavily on Scarlet. And then
0: Scarlet was, like, kidnapped.
1: So it's just, like, oh, my gosh.
0: And that's why he attached so heavily to Scarlett, right? Because she was probably the first person who showed him any kind of uh, kindness in years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what was your quote for this one?
1: Um. Oh, I think I remember this one. Um. I remember I saw a quote, which it talked about, like... Um, they talked about, like, how – like, um, how – oh, my gosh. How do you pronounce the – Artemisia? Artemisia. Ar, sorry. I keep forgetting how <laughs> Ar- Ar- –
0: Artemisia. Yeah.
1: Ar- Artemisia. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the – The quote was, the elaborate beauty of Artemisia felt like a distant dream. Gone were the glistening tiles and intricate statues. Gone were the polished woods and glowing orbs. I thought that was really interesting because, like, it was able to describe how, like, how it used to be, like, I guess it has, like, these elaborate, like, stuff that made it different than it is right now and how right now it's, like, it's so different how it used to be under Lavana's rule.
0: Yeah, I think that's perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, the imagery, so good. <laughs> like, the writing, <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. So my my quote kind of ties back to my song. The words hung between them, filled with a lost childhood so many years. Um, Wolf was taken from his family very young. Um, I think he said he was 12 when the last time he saw his family, and we know he's 25 now, so it's been 13 years that's a long time um, and now he's just kind of showing up on her doorstep and they don't really know what to say to each other. They don't really know how to talk to each other because they don't know each other anymore um, and it's just it's kind of sad but kind of poetic that he gets to he gets a second chance to come home.
1: I actually yeah. really like this chapter. Like, mm-hmm. how it talked about how, like, it was able to show how Wolf had this new mentality that, like, oh, every, like, my old family, I have to detach from them now because, like, like, they're probably dead now because of the mm-hmm. way, like, Luna is and how, like, how he know or how he has an idea that, like, he's not going to see the people he knew again. And I think that's, like, I really like that this chapter highlighted upon that idea because, like, it, it, like, it focused on, like, the people who were affected by, like, Levano's rule and specifically, like, the people outside of the capital and how, like, how terrible their life is now.
0: Agreed. So that is it for this week's chapters. The bonus word hair appeared 14 times, glove once, captain once, and scars once. There were no Easter eggs that I found, but if you found them, as always, email me at PrinceKaiFanPod at gmail.com. Next time, we will cover chapters 25 and 26 of Winter. And remember to check the podcast page on December 25th for the bonus episode that I'm going to release to celebrate the holidays. Um, Will you guys tell me where people can find your podcast if they would like to do so?
1: Oh, we are on Spotify. Uh, at Book Expectations Podcast. And we're also on Apple Podcasts. That are our main like platforms that we're on.
2: Yeah, and Google but Play. But there's more on our link yeah. tree. Yeah. And we
1: also have social media. So we have Instagram at Book Expectations Podcast. TikTok, same handle. And we do have twitter but we don't tweet so like if you want to go see it go ahead but
0: well thank you guys so much for coming here i hope it was fun for you and i hope we get to um record again at some point i've got you know like nine books actually no wait how many you know what i'll probably never (laughs) stop doing this because marissa will never stop writing so more opportunities Mm -hmm. are definitely in the future
2: Mm -hmm. thank you so much for having us
0: Yeah, thank you for coming All right, everyone. Well, thank you for being here. And until next time, keep reading, keep listening, and don't get glamored. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guests were Book Expectations Podcast. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. When we got Verizon
2: 5G Home Internet, it sounded like it could handle all our needs.
0: But one thing it couldn't handle was our frustration. And hey, we deserve reliable internet. It's time for better internet. Fast, reliable internet.
1: Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G